when you're too cheap to go to the library. The Look Inside This Book Club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. If you just, like, are really into cheese, is there a cheese shrine? Mm, Trader Joe's? Yeah. That, is a, <laughs> a fairway market? For a, for a cheap cheese fix? Fix. Cheap cheese. <clears throat> yeah, they should they should make up like a, a side of Trader Joe's to be the cheese shrine. Hmm. Um, they should uh, Trader Joe's should get uh, taken over by uh, some kind of religious fanatics um, who just shrineify everything. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It would all be in plastic, like the gods. Each god would be wrapped hermetically yep. sealed in plastic, and all the gods would be named Joe, and it would be really hard to tell them apart. And they'd all be under two dollars. Uh huh. How was your week? Uh, my week was good. So I went to... <laughs> On this show, week means two weeks, by the way. Um, well, but but I have something from yesterday, like, oh. like hot off today's news presses. Okay. Uh, I went to a science fair last night, like a middle school science fair, and it was everything you imagine of a middle school science fair. Now, here's the, here's the thing. The, here's the plot twist, is that one would think it would be for his 13-year-old daughter. 12. 12-year-old daughter. But here's the funny thing about Matthew. I bet it wasn't related to your daughter at all. You just went to some other random high school fair. Oh, I'm, I'm always trying to, to go go into middle schools. <laughs> just like uh, I, I'm on a list. Uh, Wouldn't it be funny if he, like, you, no, it totally wasn't related to Iris. You just were like, I just yeah, I just, just heard about this science just fair, and I just, I just fucking love science. Yeah. So tell me about it. Okay, it was in fact my daughter's science fair. Disappointed. And uh, so you go in there. It's in the gym, and there are hundreds of these uh, you know trifold cardboard uh, display boards uh, with everyone's science project on it, which range from like so technical I didn't understand them down to like okay here is a literal thing I saw at the science fair down to like things that were complete bullshit so like one kid said he was able to charge his iPhone by plugging the charger into a banana I've seen that online before wait is this this is a thing uh huh and I mean literally I'm not not like like, a thing with electrodes just like the plug sticking it into a banana this is a thing you've seen online I think I don't remember, but the, definitely this is very familiar to me. It may be familiar. I don't believe I would bet a hundred dollars you cannot charge an iPhone <laughs> I don't by think plugging so either, it into a banana. But there was something with a banana. Okay. Some other thing. I, I know you can get fruit or like you know you, there's that two potato clock thing. <laughs> I, I don't think it's enough. It's enough current to charge an iPhone, and I uh, I'm not going to start carrying potatoes around. So what is in the potatoes? Is this is it the I don't know. No? Like yeah. science is in the potatoes. Science is in the potatoes. The potatoes are full of electricity. Like uh, you know, it's it's an anti theft mechanism. So if you put potatoes down your pants, you'll electrocute your junk. <laughs> I you just wanted to say electrify your junk. Well, electrocute your junk, but uh, um, electrify your junk would be like you got to get the the level of voltage just right. Uh, it's a fine line that we junk electrifiers walk. Uh huh. Junk electrifiers. That's good. That's my new band. Yes. Hey, um, you think with all this like science, they, they could come up with a better way to display their science projects than those trifold cardboard no boards? Like, I had exactly the same thought. Don't you think by now, like that's how we did it when not like forty years ago? Like, don't you think they could like project them on the wall or make them three D or have them be like a hologram, a hologram right. of the project? Uh yes. Yeah, so I, I had that same thought, and yes, definitely. 
Um, there was a, a project involving actual fire, which seems like they would not allow that, but they did. <laughs> and there was one where a kid built a, like a shitty hovercraft uh, in the sense that it would look like a bunch of hefty bags taped together and had an incredibly loud air compressor attached to it. Uh-huh. And, and didn't was, lift off the ground? Well, it did as long as you didn't put anything on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was in a gym, so it was like a fucking like you know banshee level uh that's that's the wrong comparison but like you know it was what, what's something really loud like a jet engine it was like so, like no better than just fucking blowing up a balloon basically yeah yes. but 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 shittier looking than a balloon. balloon so are parents still doing their kids science projects uh i certainly got that impression like the yeah. one involving the fire was like a tube like a metal tube that you played music into it and like flames danced out of it in time to the music no kid had that idea so do you really think like what 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 prevents parents from fully taking this on and just like showing up and doing that project um nothing nothing Nothing. (laughs) so did you do iris's project um no because i'm way too lazy for that (laughs) what did she do uh she did a project where uh to see uh which uh what material of towel soaked up the most water pretty straightforward oh and what one uh cotton maybe you've heard of it Uh uh-huh this it's this new miracle fiber yeah it comes from sheep yeah exactly (laughs) in the south i actually once thought that when i was a kid oh you were dumb i was dumb (laughs) no but why why wouldn't you think that it doesn't it doesn't seem like it would come from a plant i know it just looked like the billowy like sheep wool right it doesn't look right it doesn't look different from the stuff that comes from an animal exactly It, it turns it turns out probably like they say plants and animals are different things it's probably the same shit totally and then I couldn't understand when I saw, like, slaves picking cotton in the fields. I'm like, where are the oh, sheep? This, this just got funnier. <laughs> where, where are the sheep? <laughs> okay. Hey, um, well, while you were in science, I was in the uh, ecological sciences. Sure. Um, did you um, happen to see on Facebook, I know you're not too much on Facebook, but the David Attenborough nature moment I had? No. Okay, so I'm walking my dogs, and there is a what's the the word for a bunch of pigeons? Like it's not uh, like a you know a flannel of lesbians and the glitter of gays. What's what's I don't know flock a, cl- a cloister? Yeah, a clump. A c- clump. <laughs> okay, a clump. I see a, a shit of pi- a shit a sh- ball of pigeons. A, a shit ball of pigeons or a a, a shit shit clump. So we, we see a clump of pigeons and. All of a sudden, they all fly up in the air at the exact same time, which makes a pretty outstanding sound, by the way. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's like, like uh, it that's sounds not like that. Not not like that. That that was like that's like a bunch of farting pigeons. <laughs> it, it it makes it sound like uh, like it's a transition on in like a, like the movie The Birds. Like yeah. a bunch of uh, flapping birds fly off, yeah. and like that sends you into the next scene. It it scared me and the dogs a little bit. We all were like what, and the dogs went Burr. and um, I'm really good at animal sounds. If you if you couldn't already tell. Oh yeah, you're like uh, you're you're, I'm you're like Michael it. Winslow. I'm killing it here. I don't know who that is. <laughs> he was the guy from Police Academy. That oh made the, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that was such. An old reference. I know. What? I was only uh, uh, old enough to see Police Academy Four. <laughs> was that Citizens on Patrol or is that? Oh God! Can you really? Are you really? You know the subcolonic for. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, okay, so the the, pit, the, the pl- pigeons fly all the way up, and there's one left on the ground, and there is, and I'm not even exaggerating, a hawk standing <sighs> on a pigeon. This is. Right off Madison, so urban, like major oh, urban nature scene. Is awesome. Okay, the hawk is surfing on the pigeon, 
because the pigeon's still moving. So the hawk's like, you know, just like surfing on it and then plucking the 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 feathers out of the pigeon one by one, taking its own damn time. Oh, because he's going to like uh, roast it. I, I, I don't know, but the pigeon's alive. So I look, uh, we're watching, we just stop and there's another pedestrian and we're both, we're all stopped, the dogs, me, the other pedestrian and the, the hawks, you know, pluck, looks around, pluck, pluck, looks around, pluck. The pigeon's like fighting. All of a sudden the pigeon fights so much that the hawk is like rolling on it. The hawk decides it's going to pick up the pigeon and take it somewhere else because there's just too many people watching. Yeah, yeah to the kitchen. A little embarrassed, right? So it picks up the, the pigeon and starts flying to, to take it away and he goes right into a moving car. What, and, and dies? No. Uh, <laughs> the hawk goes right into the moving car, drops the pigeon out of its talons. The hawk flies away. The pigeon hits the car, bound, rolls, like bounces off of it and rolls twice onto the median strip. Wow shakes itself off and flies away that's amazing yeah um okay i have a question first of all did anyone take a video of this no it all happened really really fast and um and now i have a dumb comment yeah i think i don't know what a hawk looks like up close like, like i know a, what an like a eagle. small eagle okay like a small eagle but this was a red-tailed hawk so it was stunning okay. mostly brown big red stripe on the tail like it was a, beautiful like a tramp stamp like totally like a <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to read a book, uh, like a, a coffee table book called "Tramp Stamps of the Animal Kingdom." I think that would be amazing. Uh, can I say another thing? This is totally related. Another thing I saw at the science fair: um, a kid did a project uh, where the the gist of the project was um, how best to defrost the frozen mice that I feed to my pet python. And so it was really just an excuse to have a picture of like a dead mouse, like a, a snake right. eating a dead mouse, like like a series of pictures. And yeah. there were like fucking 10 kids crowded around this. It was standing room only Whoa. to see pictures, like gross snake pictures. It was do, great. Do you remember your science fair project? Uh, I definitely did have a science fair project, but I absolutely don't remember it. I'm sure it was something boring. I had one too, and I don't remember it at all. But I do remember I didn't get help from my parents, and I remember Sharon Gilski, who was my bully. Uh, in Everyone of, was assigned a bully. Yeah, she was my bully. Uh, she was maybe someone else's bully too. She, yeah. she was. She was a little greedy. Uh, she in in front of everybody at recess screamed out that my dad dad did my project, and I didn't do any work on it. Aww. Not that she knew anything. Sharon Gilski. This is the second time I've men mentioned Sharon Gilski on this show. She really dug some deep scars, like the talons of a red-tailed hawk. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> We're going to take it to a break and be right back with our book this week, which uh, Matthew was the picker. And what's the book? It's called The Choice by uh, Nicholas Sparks, America's Greatest Author. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. I got to say it. And we're back with The Choice by Nicholas Sparks. And I was the picker on this one. And I feel kind of bad because it's very boring. Uh, but uh, I don't feel bad. I feel finally even. Okay, but but I mean, I'm thinking, I'm always thinking of the listeners and their happiness, like oh. 24 hours a day. Yeah. I'm I'm up at night, just mm -hmm. picturing individual listeners. Oh, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> thinking about their listener happiness, you're gross. Yeah, um, no, no one's gonna listen to this anymore because you beat off to her thinking about our listeners. <laughs> that's love. Oh. Uh, okay, so. Um, so, okay, this is, uh, where do I even begin with this piece of shit? Okay, so uh, there's a prologue, of course, mm -hmm. and um, I, was this the first sentence of the prologue when he said, 
Uh, stories are as unique as the people who tell them, and the best stories are those in which the ending is a surprise. It was such a dumb like, line. Fuck you, man. It was such a dumb line. Uh, and it, yeah, it's basically saying like, like the best, the best stories are unique as the people who tell them, and the best stories are told by me, Nicholas right. Sparks. The Check whole, this shit the out. The whole front of this book is a, is a huge. I would say humble brag, but there's nothing humble about no. it. No, it's a huge brag brag. No, he's he's Nicholas Sparks is picturing Nicholas Sparks while beating off. <laughs> okay, um, uh, when when you're done with the summary, can I go back to the acknowledgments because I have a lot of comments. Absolutely, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, so Travis Parker, which is almost the same name as the drummer for Blink One Eighty Two, I don't know why I know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he loves the stories that his dad used to tell him when uh, when he was growing up in Beaufort, North Carolina. Beaufort. Um, yep, Buford, <laughs> North Carolina, and it, uh, where he still lives there. And uh, oh, and the stories from his dad usually involved, uh, strangely, most of them included bears, right? Grizzly bears, brown bears, Kodiak bears. His he dad didn't care. He didn't da- care. His dad wasn't a stickler for reality when it came to a bear's natural habitat. Bears don't care. We're definitely, we're definitely talking about bears. Uh, yep, yeah, and there's no subtext there at all. Uh, so oh, wait, na- wait, 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 wait. What, what did you think the subtext of that was? Oh, nothing. No, you tell me. Uh, I really didn't get any subtext. Well, he kept saying bears over and over, like he was telling his dad was telling him stories about bears, and I figured his dad like spent all his time hanging out with big hairy gay dudes. Oh, right. No, no, Matthew. All right. No, okay. I don't. I don't mean that. Like, there's something wrong with that. Oh no, of course not. Um. Okay. So now Travis is 43 years old, and he's going to visit his wife at the hospital where she works, and he's bringing her flowers, and his marriage is in trouble, and uh, they don't say who his wife is. Right. Okay, did did so, they say it's where she works? It, it absolutely uh, it said where okay. she works because there's an enormous fuck you reader coming up. Um, <laughs> and fuck you listener because you're going to... Oh, I'm going to spoil the shit out of this book. Okay, uh, so chapter one, uh, we flash back 11 years and now Travis and his friend Matt are installing a hot tub. Um, it's two <laughs> hot, sweaty guys building a hot... I'm sure we'll get further into like mm-hmm. the hot, sweaty hot tub building scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, so uh, oh, Travis's lovable dog Moby is also hanging around, mm-hmm. and uh, friend Matt is pissed because uh, nobody else came to help install the hot tub. <laughs> like, yeah, Matt. right. Because that sounds like a good job. Yeah. Well, also just like you know, why don't you come over and like just you like we'll spend the afternoon like getting all sweaty. I know it seemed like a porn. In- it was it was absolutely it, yeah. a porn premise. Right. Yes. Um, and uh, installing a hot tub sucks. Uh, and Matt, uh, he's complaining because he's a loan officer at a bank, not a hot tub installer, and he's a little pudgy. Is it? yeah, he's a little pudgy. Um, and uh, so then friends, uh, Joe and Megan, couple number one, and Laird and Allison, couple <laughs> number two. Laird. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> arrive along with some unspecified children. Um, and everyone is hanging around while the kids are playing in the hot tub. Did you get the sense that a kid was going to drown? Totally. <laughs> I mean, since that has happened a couple times in yep. our in books we've read before, I was sure that was going to be the premise of the book. No, nope, kids nope. are fine. Kids are fine. Um. And uh, oh, so uh, in this flashback, Travis isn't married yet, and uh, and Megan, his friend's wife, is giving him shit about it um, because she's his official slutty romance novel friend, mm-hmm. right? Can I interrupt uh, for one yeah. second? You know, a lot of times people will confuse uh, my name for April's name, so they'll greet me on the street and be like, "April," and I'm like, "Okay, no, I'm Becky." You know, April's my wife. Sure, but it probably never happens with you and I uh, in uh, not Iris, Lori. <laughs> nope. Right? So, because that, that's one of those things. When you're straight, people don't screw up the husband's name I, for the wife's name. That never occurred to me. But 
now but, that I think about it, like uh, my my parents have a have uh, very good friends uh, who uh, who are a gay couple named uh, Fred and Ed, and I'm not totally sure which one's Fred and which <laughs> one's Ed. See, so it happens all the time that people screw up our names. And I was reading this book, and I could not keep the straight couple straight. Oh no! Like, like there's so many characters. Who's with who? And then it finally, like I just d- devolved into a, like a maybe Andrea's with you know Susie and and Laird sure. with Matt, and then the whole like two hot guys moving a hot tub together then uh-huh. it just became gay and then like anyway yeah I the just... hot tub thing gets really steamy we're yeah. gonna we're gonna there'll be some choice that was quotes. totally gay uh okay and I mean so gay. <laughs> um uh so oh so uh Megan is always, like, uh, checking up on Travis's love life. You know, like, who are you into? Like, can we get you married already? Like, yeah. I, um, And uh, we learned that Travis has never had a long-term relationship. If, if this sounds really boring, it's because it's, it's really, really boring. boring. Like, there's no... There's no action. There's no. There isn't even really any dialogue. No. It's just Nicholas Sparks describing shit for page after page after page. I mean, it sounds like he's actually describing his college friends and some yeah, typical probably. day in his life. And I mean, even the hot tub doesn't get moved very quickly. They're moving it like an inch at a time. Absolutely, like nothing is happening. Um, yeah. Then they have to fill the hot tub. It, it was such I was falling asleep I'm like there is nothing interesting in this book okay so this is almost almost over so uh, Travis uh, puts on a Rolling Stones album and waits for his sister to drop by because we need another character to come in <laughs> uh, and then we cut to Travis's neighbor uh, who is pissed that Travis is playing loud music at night and it's uh, implied that Travis's dog fucked her dog right what oh this was definitely in there what what are <laughs> that, you talking about the, the neighbor the neighbor's like like that's I'm, I'm, action Oh, okay. Canine, but, no, but I don't remember that. No, it's that. not action because it's it's alluded to very vaguely. Oh, I it's not that. It's not like Travis's dog jumps out and starts humping her dog. That would be that would be action. Yes. Oh, I no that no. Part. It was just like that that uh, he's she couldn't forgive him for what his dog did to her dog. Oh, and you assumed humping. Well, what do, what Fighting. else do? Okay, sure. Uh huh. But it's a romance novel. Oh. <laughs> It's a dog romance novel. Gross. Well, then it would have been the dog gave delivered flowers to the other dog. Um, yeah, but but maybe dug up the flowers in oh. the yard to present to the other. Oh, I don't know. I see. Okay, uh, is that's that it? it? God, yes, that's it. It's really this was just so boring. It was so boring. Yeah, I feel like when you said the thing about the college friends, it's as if uh, Nicholas Sparks like ran out of ideas for best-selling novels and was like, I'm just going to go back to like some boring journal entries I wrote uh, when I was 30 and publish that and see what happens. Boom, bestseller, now a major motion picture. Well, let's go back to the acknowledgments. Oh, please, I didn't read them. I'm very excited. The whole thing is uh, a humble brag or an outright brag because he begins acknowledgments by saying... And I'm paraphrasing okay. here just a little bit. Gosh, you know, I've had the best team of all the same people for all these years. So, gosh, writing these acknowledgments is really boring because I just have to say all the same names again. When you've written this many amazing books with this amazing team. He's got a point. And bestsellers. So, anyway, that's the whole first paragraph. <laughs> here I go again. I should probably thank my wife first. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um and while I love them, love them dearly, I'm proud of each and every one of them. And then he says, Denise DeNovi is my best friend in Hollywood. And I felt like saying like, but Vegas, I won't even say hi to her. Yeah. Like best friend in Hollywood. Because <laughs> um, he names all these other people who are his like his wife, his best friend, and then my best friend in Hollywood. I feel like his best friends in Hollywood should be um, Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling. Definitely. So did you catch, and I'm going into the book now, 
Uh, oh, no, no. This was also the acknowledgments. I'm sorry. He thanks <laughs> right. his editor. He thanks his editor for catching all the, quote, little errors, end quote. Oh, what an asshole. Now, do you think, because he seems like an asshole, do you think he's, like, saying, like, look, I didn't really have any major mistakes. That's what so, it sounded like when you said or it. Or do you think, be, be, but he put it in quotes because they were actually really big errors. Oh, I didn't hear the quotes when you said it. I I think it's an asshole move either way. I think it's an asshole move. Boy, um, okay, I the stuff I wrote down, it's like none of it is like, you know, I can't believe he said this. It's all just like, can you believe that this guy is has best-selling books? Right. Because like, so here's here's like, like after every sentence, I want to just be like, fuck Shut you, up. Sparks. <laughs> um, parents might believe themselves to be the bosses, but in the end, it was the kids who made the rules. He, he thinks he's wise, is I know. the thing. Like, it's... it's- it's everything was annoying. This guy is like an asshole, and and you know that it's Nicholas Sparks. Like you, you feel so much that his presence is, yes. is the 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 uh, main main character. He says that his life resembles a beer commercial. Did you read that? I did. That to me just slammed home the point that this guy's a douche. Yes, like no one, no one in a beer commercial is like someone. It, it's, it's there's always like a you know a veneer of sadness. Do you think the choice is like Bud or Bud Light? Yes, I do. <laughs> that or, would be the most exciting thing. But, about this but book. then, but then, like the neighbor, the neighbor wanders over with a Miller Genuine Draft and like changes his world forever. Can we get into the games? Because I'm done. <laughs> well, okay. I want to. Unless read you up. have some other things you want to talk about, well, I'll sprinkle them in here. I want to read one more, one more horrible, horrible, unbearable <laughs> thing. Uh, horrible. But things change. People change. Change was one of the inevitable laws of nature exacting its toll on people's lives. Mistakes are made, regrets form, and all that was left were repercussions that made something as simple as rising from the bed seem almost laborious. Almost. <sighs> it's like the something worst. Something as simple as reading a sentence seem almost laborious. It's, it's like it started off like a fortune cookie, and then it just got into like just, it's just, uh. How do you I, describe this kind of bad writing? Well, it's Overwrought, like... Overwrought, self-conscious. And vague. Vague, and <laughs> he definitely thinks he's some sort of self-help guru, kind of. like. Just... I mean, I have a few questions about this book. Why, 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 <laughs> why, why? Like, I, most of the books we read, like... Uh, you know, we read we read wrong. We read uh, <laughs> a bunch of Sherilyn Kenyon books. Like these may or may not be my kind of book, but I certainly understand why yeah. people enjoy them. Yeah. But uh, but maybe you know. Th- let me just postulate this one theory: that perhaps is that we only read ten pages. And mm. and you know, I used to have a rule that you have to like you can't mm. throw the book out until you get to page seventy five. Maybe the book gets better. Maybe he's a slow starter. Hmm. He, he, he takes his time. He's a he's a tender lover. Yeah, maybe this is just like not such such great foreplay, and it gets much better. All right, okay, listeners, has anyone ever actually read Nicholas Sparks' book? And if so, does it ever get better? Yeah, I, because we want to know. This guy is a best selling author. It's got to get have better. You ever, have you ever seen the Notebook? I haven't. No, I feel like I have because I've seen the poster a lot of times. Yeah, I mean this book. You can see it being a movie because the, at least when you're looking at these hot guys, there'd be something to pay attention yeah, to. Yeah, no, I'm sure the movie of this book is full of beautiful people. Right. Okay, which, uh, <laughs> where where should we start, uh, friend, uh, uh, game-wise? Um, you want to you start with the, the easy one or the hard well, I guess they're, I, I, I made these games kind of ambitious this week. Which one do you think week. is the easy one? 
I the think, improv one? No, I think, I think the other the one, one is the easy one. Yeah, I think the other one's the easy one. Let's start with the, the easier one. Okay, write, write your own Nicholas Sparks novel. Okay, so ready for the spoiler, everyone? I already, <laughs> I already emailed it to Becky. So I, I uh, looked this book up on Wikipedia so I could find out what happens, what the choice is. So guess what? It says, even though it says in the prologue that his wife works at the hospital, which is true, he's not going to visit her at work. She's in a coma. Oh. Um, and she was in a car crash. Uh, not a bear attack, uh, and uh, and the choice is: does he like pull the plug and get on with his life, or does he keep her on life support, uh, even though the doctors say she has no chance of waking up from the coma? And he keeps her on life support, and she wakes up and is all better. Aww. Uh, so um, Nicholas Sparks is terrible, but maybe we can be even worse. Uh-huh. So I um, the the challenge is come up with uh, an impossible dilemma for the main character, uh, an impossible and terrible dilemma. Mm. Mhm. Okay. So what do you got? I, I don't know if I like got the impossible part. Right. Well, it's not an impossible dilemma here either. I mean Okay, yeah. Okay, I came up with a character's name too. Is that okay? Oh, I didn't, but yes, of course. Okay, Reginald Milker. <laughs> Reginald Milker's daughter is Reginald Milker. I hardly know her. <laughs> Reginald uh. Milker's daughter is trapped in his truck at the bottom of a river. This is good. After Reginald waits for his daughter to die, should he salvage the truck for parts or go watch the monster truck races at the Yelm Speedway? Oh, these are good questions. <laughs> okay, mine mine is a little Pretty more terrible, involved. right? <laughs> that that is terrible. <laughs> um I feel like I should answer the question. Should, like, well, well, should he should he salvage the truck for parts or just abandon it? I got to go monster trucks. Yeah, monster trucks. I mean, if if you can't enjoy a monster truck rally, like, <laughs> what good is life? Uh, okay, so uh, my my character, who I didn't come up with a name for, but we'll say um, uh, Cade. Uh, Cade has always been faithful to his wife. It's like this—that's the center of, of his morality. And and she says she will leave him, and he will never see his family again if he ever cheats on her. So so mm-hmm. they've got a good thing going. He goes to With the a good threat to, right. to be the cornerstone <laughs> yeah. of the marriage. Of course. <laughs> so he uh, he goes to the urologist one day, and the urologist <laughs> tells him that his semen contains a rare antibody that is harmless to him, but it uh, can cure an extremely rare and fatal disease on contact. But don't, don't worry about it because no one ever gets this disease until he finds out uh, that his wife's bitchy coworker has the disease and he's the only one that can cure it. And by the way, like if the semen is exposed to air, then then the antibody say, is destroyed. He, he can't jack off into a cup. He's got to nope. actually fuck her. Right. So that's so the, the question is like, um, does he does he save a human being's life with his magical jizz, or does he stay faith? Does he? Keep the promise that he made that is, uh, you know, the centerpiece of his existence. This absolutely sounds like your own personal fantasy. Like, you want this to be able to happen to justify, like... Well, I mean, it's it's a thing that could happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. You know, I, I'm working on a science project. Okay. I bet you are. I'm totally not under the table right now. <laughs> so, so far, I've, I've acquired one of those trifold boards, and that's about as far as I've gotten with it. The board is... <laughs> never mind. That was anyway, going to be gross. Can, can he ask his wife? Like, do you want to save your bitchy co-worker? Can uh, he involve his wife in this yeah, in the she, choice? Yeah, she said no. Don't do it. Oh. Yeah, the coworker's bitchy. Let her go. Mm, but she's a person. Yeah. <laughs> and she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to change it. All right, well, let's take it to a break. We'll uh, come back and uh, beat on Nicholas Sparks some more. <laughs> you think people listen to our show to find out about books? <laughs> 
Well, that that would be dumb. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna figure that out pretty quick. Okay, I have another choice scenario. Okay, Tina Bonaducci. Sure. Isn't that isn't that like a name from a movie or Danny Bonaducci? Da- Danny Bonaducci from the okay sure. So, yeah, somebody from the seventies. Okay, Tina Bonaducci has her finger on the button, <laughs> like the nuclear button. Sorry, no spoilers. Tina Bonaducci has her finger on the button. If she lets go, the plane carrying South Carolina's youth-synchronized swimming team goes down. Mm. If she keeps her finger on the button, she can't eat her ham sandwich with both hands. Mm. What did she do? Wow. This is a, this is a true dilemma. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, you don't want to do a one-handed ham cram. <laughs> um, so, Kill the kids? <sighs> Synchronized swimming is really dumb, I know. right? Right? Two-handed ham slam. Yeah, two-handed ham, ham slam. Slam. Ham slam. Slam. Ham slam. Ham slam. Two-handed ham slam. Slam. <laughs> Tina, do you have any ham sanitizer? <laughs> okay, my last one. Okay. Matthew Amster Burton oh. is, is walking to a donut shop. This is a fictional character, right? Mm-hmm. Matthew Amster Burton is walking to a donut shop on Capitol Hill in Seattle. He sees Donald Trump on a quiet street mm. with no other pedestrians. The Donald collapses, apparently a victim of a heart attack. When Matthew arrives at the donut shop, two minutes later, does he get a cruller or an old-fashioned? Oh, I oh that's... That, mm. I'm trying to think I which one I'm in I cruller would be good. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Isn't it... How do you pronounce it? Is it cruller? I think it's crawler. 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 Like, yeah, like I, I'm a cold, but, cold-blooded crawler. <laughs> Natural-born crawler. That's probably a really that's old horrible. joke. All right, that's all I got. Okay, so... Um, can we can we talk before we go into the other game? Can we talk a little bit about the the hot tub scene? So mm-hmm. first of all, it says, "Tell me again why I agreed to help you with this." Said Matt, red faced and grunting. I know. I lo- I was like, I never want to ever read about anyone else being red faced and grunting ever again. And then it later, sounds like he's taking a dump. Yeah. Right. Like he's taking a dump in his friend's hot tub. Right. Red faced and grunting. That's yes. the worst. Don't um, write that. And then later, Joe, like, you know, generic friend Joe, inspects the hot tub and says, was it heavy? And Matt says, uh, like an Egyptian sarcophagus, Matt croaked, one of those gold ones that only cranes can move. Okay, that's like, no one says that. Is this even a thing you've heard of? No. Me neither. No No one one would ever ever say say that. that. I mean, he just wanted to use the word sarcophagus. Like, Uh, yeah, exactly. Who wants to use the word sarcophagus? I, I don't even like saying that word. He was like watching the History Channel. It was and just like, a... well, look, they're lifting a sarcophagus with a crane. Let's work that into the book. Let's shoehorn that in there somehow. It was the strangest metaphor. Um. Oh, and uh, did you get the? Did you catch the part where Nicholas Sparks thought he was making a joke? Oh no, I, I obviously missed <clears> that one. But that wasn't the point. The point was he didn't need this. He really didn't. I don't need this. He said, "I really don't." <laughs> What? It made me so angry. There, what's the, there's no joke in there. What are you talking? Uh, you're joking. I think I think he thought he was being funny. No, I think so. I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Nick, if you're listening, Nick Sparks. I uh, don't think so. Was that was that an intentional joke? I don't think that was intentional. I think that was Call just us. ridiculous. I hate this book. I can't wait to move on to next week's book. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what next week's book's going to be, but I I bet it's better than this one. It's so much better. I read the whole thing already. Really? The whole 10 pages. All right. I'm excited. Okay. Uh, 
All right, so this, uh, I don't know how this game is going to go, because this is like a genuine improv type game. And, and I, I suck at those. And I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, in principle, I would be okay at this, except I don't know if I can go as far as, as the game deserves. Mm. But let's give it a try. So um, this, uh, you know, we've read a bunch of romance novels, and if there's one thing we've learned from romance novels, it's that the protagonist of every romance novel has, like, a slutty friend who's trying to get them laid. Right. Um you know, I think, you know, you... you Or sexually active, shall yes. we say. Yeah. I, I mean that in, in the uh-huh. most positive right. way possible. Yes. Uh, so this game is called My Slutty Friend, <laughs> which is it's now called My Sexually Active Friend, <laughs> which has much less of a ring to it. Uh, and uh, so one of us is going to portray uh, like the uptight virgin uh, mm-hmm. at the, at the heart of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and the other one is the slutty friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then we're going to switch. Okay. And uh, grossest comment by the slutty friend wins the game. Okay. I'm not sure how we're going to decide this, it's, uh, but uh, I think it'll become obvious. Okay. Um, do we say who we are? We just, just show, not tell. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, um, I just sharpened my pencils because I'm getting ready to do some financial work. Uh, you going to get fucked tonight? No, I, I have to, to go over my taxes. Uh, you know who can help you with your taxes? Uh, Biff over in the accounts receivable department. Mm-hmm. He's got the biggest schlong in the entire company. You're 17 so, inches you're long. You're so disgusting. How is that going to help me with my taxes? You're going to uh, sit Biff down on, uh, on your office chair. You're going to straddle him and you're going to uh, fuck those taxes <laughs> right out of you. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> So this okay. I, <laughs> subtlety is really not part of this game. Is Absolutely it? not. All right. Want, is it is it part of any of the of the books we read? <laughs> That's true. Good point. Okay, your turn. Um. So uh. So I met this girl. Oh yeah. Um. I mean, met. You know, I I went to the bar and like I saw her and we sort of made eye contact, but like I I I like were you looking in her eyes or you know her eyes. I, I I don't know what you mean. I mean, like you know, you know, I think I thought we had a moment there, but like I didn't I didn't really you know I said hi, but I didn't really get her number or anything. Like, what what do you think Wait, I should? Are do? you a guy or a girl, or does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if this is a lesbian scene <laughs> unfolding. You sort of sound like a girl. I <laughs> I don't know. I'm, so I'm doing I, some kind I'm of trying to figure out if I should work a schlong in here. <laughs> <laughs> or like some lesbian thing i don't know um i think you're a girl the okay. way you're, the way oh, yeah, you're yeah. sort of talking sure seems like you're either a very effeminate very cautious man or you're a girl which which uh which in fact does kind of describe me not not to but use not... gender stereotypes here but we are <laughs> okay go ahead so all right so um yeah what do you i mean what do you think i should do like i uh you know uh she she might still be there like uh Hmm. Like, you know, maybe she hangs out there. There's only one way to know for sure if she likes you. Do what I do at a okay. bar. Okay. So you say, I'm buying everybody in the bar a drink. And then you drop like $50 bill down on the, down on the, is there a $50 bill? Also? There is. Just, uh, for just a split yeah. second, I couldn't remember. You drop a $50 bill right in front of her. When she bends over to pick it up, you pork her from behind. If she likes it, take her home. Um... I, I don't know if that's really my my style. I was thinking more I like... I was joking. Don't do that. Okay. I was joking. All right. She bends over to pick up the money. You bend down at the same time. You knock heads. All right? Okay. Are you with me? Yeah. 
you hit her head harder, so she passes out, <laughs> right? And then you pork her in the backseat of your car. I, I, I think I was hoping maybe we could like you know, have I was dinner joking. first. I was or joking. Like, That's not know, what maybe, I meant. Maybe go for coffee. That's not what I meant. Okay. Okay. She bends over to pick up the bill. You smell her hair, and you say, <laughs> "Gee, your hair smells terrific." Right? Right? Are you with I, me? I, then I, you push her up against the bar. Okay. Can we go back to the thing about the bill? Like, because I feel like to get a $50 bill, I'm going to have to go into the bank and, like, you know, maybe have to wait online and, and. Okay. If she's anything like the women I date, drop a penny. She'll I, bend I over. Have a penny. She'll bend over to pick it up. Okay. Okay. Push into her from behind. Women love that. You sure about this? I, I, no, I know. I know. I mean, I'm a woman. I know. Women love this. Just shove into her right from behind. Maybe I could, like, sit and talk to her first. That nothing's going to happen that way. Hmm. It's never going to happen. That's true. It hasn't hasn't really worked so far. Yeah. So 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 anyway, any one of those options is the right way to go. I think. I mean, that's how, why, why do you think I am always getting laid? Could could we maybe like uh, like a compromise between your way and my way and go with like a ten dollar bill? Your way is no way. Hmm, Nothing happens with you. Nothing. Well, uh, all right. Uh, maybe will you like uh, uh, come down there and like like help me talk to her? Mm. I'll help you. <laughs> All right. I'm skeezed out now. <laughs> why did I get so gross? That was, I that got... was, you definitely won the game. Well, I why were I so gross? I don't know. Like I it think... was kind of rapey. Yeah, I think I think maybe uh I don't like myself. <laughs> I don't like what I learned about myself from this game. Maybe we have some you have some like stuff that needs to be worked out like I don't know. It, it, it involved money and and forced sexual advances and 1950s back of the car action well there's good news and bad news here the bad news is you're a terrible person <laughs> the good news is you have so much further to go to be as bad as nicholas sparks that is absolutely true and with that uh what are we going to be talking about next week oh i cannot wait to get us onto a different book and this is the book we're going to be reading cat's got your tongue <laughs> Okay. Which is in the Shifter Squad 6, book four. There's oh, lots of numbers. Man. Cat's got your tongue. Okay, wait. Is, is Shifter Squad 6 like... Book four. I, I, <laughs> don't tell me anything more. I, I can't wait. Wait, the thing is I forgot to look up um, the author. Oh, you've got to... Hold mean, on. Cats? This, the whole point of this show is to uh, celebrate authors, uh, to bring them more readers... <laughs> uh, to take uh, little-known uh, independent authors like Nicholas Sparks and uh, and give them the audience that they so richly deserve. You know what's funny is there's another book out there called Cat's Got Your Tongue, A Story for Children Afraid to Speak. That's not what we're reading. Wow, that's very sad. I know. Hey, do you... Um... Do you th tell me what type of book you think this is? Oh, uh, well, Shifter Squad. I mean, it's got to be like paranormal, like people who turn into animals. Uh, mm -hmm. and probably for sexual purposes. Oh, um, wow. You're actually c quite good. Well, we've been doing this. This is like episode 27 here. Like, yeah. I think, I think we, if, if, uh, if you tell me there's a book called, called Shifter Squad, I think, I think we know kind of what we're getting into. All right. Well, anyway, Cat's Got Your Tongue, Shifter Squad 6, book four. I can't remember the author's name, but. You'll find it, I'm sure. Just make sure it's not the teaching your children who are afraid to speak or whatever that was. No, I'm going to read both. <laughs> um, Where can they find us? They can find us online at... Uh, at looking... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, cat got my tongue. <laughs> uh, at uh, lookinsidethisbookclub.com and at facebook.com slash lookinsidetbc, 
which stands for look inside uh, this babe's coma. Whoa, okay. That's dark. That doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't make sense. Make sense. <laughs> no, you can't really look inside a coma. Look inside this bitch's cornea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I and... use the same gross voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Yo, please, look into my corneas. Please leave a review on iTunes. We're still at 13, and it's still making me really uncomfortable. Because 13's an unlucky number. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean... I'm the most sacrilegi- sacrilegious. I'm the most superstitious atheist that exists uh yeah leave us leave us a review um drop a drop a penny in front of us uh we'll we will pick up anything uh and we'll uh see you next time for the cats cats got your tongue is that what it's called cats got your tongue question mark cats got your tongue period period I said honks in a really weird way. Well, now we have an outtake. <laughs> <laughs>